Let's Grow Big Together. And all the fabulous podcasts made by Feast of Fun are made possible because of legendary listeners just like you. For an ad-free experience, access our full catalog of over 3,000 shows on our website, feastoffun.com slash plus, or follow us on Patreon at patreon.com slash feastoffun. Need help with your bodybuilding? Hire me to consult with you to get to the next level. Message me, Fausto Fernos, directly on Instagram, and for 99 bucks, I'll talk to you one-on-one on the phone and answer every question, every single question your heart desires. When it comes to bodybuilding, most people reach for the stars, but then reassess their goals when their bodies simply don't cooperate with the master plan. If you want to be big, you have to eat big. But being a mass monster isn't just opening up your mouth and shoveling the food. It takes a lot of training, skill, and coordination. Let's grow big together. The podcast that puts the ass in mass. I'm Fausto Fernos. And I'm Mark Fillion. In this series, we take a look at the passion for muscle, how to build it, keep it growing, muscle gods, and muscle worship. Today, bodybuilding coach Pawan Laborisuf joins us to talk about his journey going from a high school bodybuilder in Thailand to becoming a mass monster in New York and all the hijinks that ensued when he finally crossed the 300-pound threshold. Plus, Pawan's favorite Thai food for putting on masks. Harry Potter actress Miriam Margoyles says Arnold Schwarzenegger was a serial farter. And why EAAs are better than BCAAs. Hello? Hi, is this Pawan Lapdoresuth? Yes. Yes, this is Pawan Laborisuth, yes. Uh, how did you know what I was going to say before you? <laughs> <laughs> well, My next question is... <laughs> I gotta let you finish that one. Hi, Pawan. Hi. Hi, how are you? Great, it's uh, Mark from Feast of Fun. And I'm Fausto from Let's Grow Big Together. Yes, that's yes, right. That's the name, the name of, of the our po- podcast. Yes. Mark, one day we'll learn I, the name I, of the show. <laughs> we do a couple different podcasts, so <laughs> yeah. I, I get confused sometimes. My apologies. Right. But so you are on Let's Grow Big Together. Right, right. How are you? I'm doing great. Just got back from the gym, actually. Me too. Me too. What'd you lift, bro? I did, <laughs> I did back and biceps today. Oh, nice. I was doing, you know, my, my trainer's having me do this weird exercises and stuff, but I'm doing basically like a lot of lat focus widening exercises. Cause I'm naturally a ballerina. You have a narrow I'm, frame. And I'm trying to get to become a mass monster like you, Pawan. Well, that's, that's good. I mean, we're all on our way, right? Well, you've uh, cracked the code and you've hit 300 already. I did. Yes, I did. And I'm, I'm on my way to do that again. So hopefully, mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's definitely been an experience uh, to get up to that kind of weight and definitely um, hoping to repeat it again soon at a even better body composition. So 300 pounds, that's a lot of chicken satay. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely a lot of chicken. Um, yeah. The diet obviously is a huge part um, yeah. of all of it. And even right now, um, I'm bulking right now, so I'm about 280. 
That's amazing. Um, right now, um, it's, uh, I'm basically six feet. Um, so 280. And even now, I'm eating <laughs> basically seven and a half cup of rice a day um, and about five, 5,200 calories about. Um, wow. That's incredible. Day, so, um, you know, you're, you're originally you were born and raised in Thailand. Is that right? That is correct. I was born and raised in Thailand, mm -hmm. um, and I moved to the United States at 18. Um, I was very much just, I think I, the first time I ever saw a picture of bodybuilder, I was like 11 maybe. Um, and then from then on, I was pretty much just hooked. I know I wanted to look like that one day. And, you know, and that's kind of when everything started. Um, I begged my parents um, to basically let me buy some weights um, to start lifting mm -hmm. in high school. Like they, I grew up with a really protective, basically um, Asian family yeah. and my mom and my parents weren't going to let me go to the gym even when I was like kind of in middle school, high school yet. So I begged them to basically buy me a set of weights so that I can start doing that at home. So I started lifting around the time I was like 15, 16. Um, yeah. And then that, Wh that why were they uh, worried about you going to the gym? They were like, my son's going to get big and muscular and then he'll be gay. <laughs> That's actually not too far from the truth. Really? Um, they, this, you know, like I grew up, my mom's pretty conservative. Yeah. Um, so that definitely was a challenge. She definitely has had, I got had some preconceptions about bodybuilders or, you know, gay people that obviously aren't mm -hmm. correct um, at the time. And so she wasn't letting me, she was also really protective. So she wasn't letting me outside of the house. I mean, besides going to school, she wasn't really letting me outside the house too much. So my, the only way I could really start to bodybuild um, was to beg them to let me buy some weights to start lifting at home. Um, and that's how I got started. But, but also but your, like how I... But your mom's major concern was that you would be big, muscular, and gay. And she was right. <laughs> and she, yes, I mean, jokes on her, right? <laughs> how did I she, mean, did she, jokes on her. Does yeah. she accept your muscle mass now? Is she like, okay, I get it? I mean, how long did it take for them to come to terms she, with it? She, li she likes, you know, she, she doesn't care that like, she likes fit men. Yeah. But she doesn't. But there's a difference, right, between fit guys and guys we're trying, we're all trying to be. We're all trying to be mass monsters. We're all trying to be huge 200 pounds bodybuilder. She thinks anyone above 200 pounds is too big, mm. basically. That's her idea of, like, big. Yeah. So, obviously, that <laughs> doesn't align with and my she's like, I don't big. like men with too many <laughs> muscles. And you're like, I didn't build this body for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's part of, that's, a, that's actually a huge part of why yeah. I moved to the United States when I was 18, is obviously to pursue for you know higher education, but also to actually be able to bodybuild full time mm -hmm. or bodybuild fully on my own. And I remember that um, I was I started my first competition before I turned twenty. So at around nineteen, I was still a teenager. Um, and at the time, I basically like kept it from them. I didn't tell them I was going to compete until. I think that day before that I confessed to them that being like, Hey, like, so I'm doing this thing tomorrow. I've been <laughs> kind of kept it from you guys. Cause I don't think that you would understand. Um, but I'm just letting you know, I'm doing this tomorrow. Wow. <laughs> and that, that was how I broke it to them that like, I was going to do a bodybuilding show 
the day after I told them. Didn't your parents get a little suspicious that you were like filling out your clothes and you're like, mom, I need this chicken. And you're like, okay, son. Well, I mean, cause you know, I'm Puerto Rican, Asian families generally and Latin American families love to feed their children. Oh yeah, absolutely. So bulking is like hardwired into your culture in some ways. Yes. It's, it's interesting because my, my mom's actually a nurse and my dad's a dermatologist. So they have medical backgrounds. So while they love feeding me, they also would never, ever let me get fat. Mm-hmm. And their idea of being big is just basically the idea of like bulking scares the shit out of them. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a cultural norm, right? Because I know like I yeah. know a big guy and he was like 325 pounds, but he was like more chubby. Right. And he went to Thailand and like he couldn't find anything to buy to wear. Like exactly. he was going to short stores and like, we have nothing for your size. Exactly. So mm-hmm. basically, like, they didn't want me to become different. Mm-hmm. They wanted me to also, like, yeah, be fit in their in their own mm-hmm. way of thinking and in their own ideal idea for what a fit guy looks like. Mm-hmm. So obviously, that's not what we are aiming for or what we're going for. So, yeah, that's definitely was a huge thing for them i mean they have certainly come around to some extent by this point mm-hmm. i mean there's not well, they, nothing much they can they do from the other for, side right? of the world you yeah know? so after all these times like they have definitely come to appreciate it and not come to accept that obviously this is a huge thing for me and that like i would not just suddenly one day stop or this is my my thing this is my passion so they have they've come to come around were you able to make much uh, progress with your home gym as a teenager as a teenager, I was able to do some. I mean, but obviously that's not to the same extent that you would be able to do at the gym. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely like once I turned 18 and moved to the United States, that definitely opened up a whole new world mm. for me. Um, mm. And it's kind of funny because at the time when I was growing up, when I was in high school, it was when basically the internet kind of exploded, like forums and all that stuff. And that's pretty much how I got more, even more deep into bodybuilding i remember i was on bodybuilding.com forum like the teen section and that was how i started connecting with like-minded kids basically teenagers at the time like people around the same age that are into bodybuilding and that's how i got started learning about how to lift how to eat all that kind of stuff um and that's how i was how i became really motivated also to move to the united states and started bodybuilding full-time you sent me this beautiful photo of you at the age of 18 and there's a woman hugging you. It looks, could it be your sister or your mother? Um, that's one of my best friends from high school. Your best friend from high school. And yeah. what would you say, like if you could travel back in time, I mean, you would be shocked and probably like really turned on to <laughs> <laughs> of seeing yourself today. Right now you weigh 280 pounds. You look phenomenal. And if you spoke to yourself at the age of 18, what would you say? I don't even know what I would say. I mean, definitely I would be like, oh, like you've come a long way. I mean, like I really didn't know how much I was, you know, like you, you never know going ahead or like going into the future, like how much you would be able to achieve. And I'm, I'm definitely proud of what I, what I've, you know, I've achieved so far in terms of, in terms of bodybuilding. I've never back in the, back when I was 18, mm-hmm. I wouldn't, I had never imagined myself like going on stage or even, you know, basically doing any of the actual bodybuilding stuff. So being able to do that is definitely a, a dream come true to be able to have come this far. And I mean, like if I, if myself back then were to see myself now, 
probably be a huge shock. Yeah. And you are a person like myself who not only enjoys building muscle, but you enjoy celebrating it. And, you know, the ter- internet term is muscle worship, right? So you right. enjoy flexing your muscles to the point that like anal sex or masturbation, <laughs> like everything else is like secondary to that muscle. It's, it's definitely, I mean, I understand it's definitely, a, I'm, you know, a muscle worship is definitely a fetish and there's a community around it. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I definitely, I definitely very much enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, sexually also like i you know i've obviously we've obviously all spent a lot of time and a lot of energy and a lot of effort like building our bodies to so to celebrate it or be um for people to appreciate it um is definitely you know never a not a bad thing to start with but also something that i'm i'm into yeah certainly and you know in terms of like making that gradual change happen um, do you have any kind of insight of somebody, you know, when you were 18, how much did you weigh? I was at the time, maybe 185 to 190. So you've basically put on a hundred pounds in the course of a, over, you know, about a decade, right? About so a decade, like, yeah. So that's like 10 pounds a decade or 10 pounds a year. And, you know, in terms of making that transition, because, you know, I always tell people it's not bodybuilding, it's body eating because <laughs> you're literally f- have to focus on the food. The food, food, food comes first. Oh, Let's it's all say it together. Thing. The food, food comes, comes first. Comes first. <laughs> Seven and a half cups of rice. Damn. White, white or brown? White rice. Yeah. It's easier to digest for me, at least white rice. I The most I've gone up. Um, was up to about nine cups a day. Wow, that's a that's a delicious. That sounds delicious. So that's though. nine cups divided <laughs> behind between how many portions? Are you eating like nine um, meals? So, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I'm eating six meals a day. Okay, yeah. So it's about a cup yeah. and a half per. About a cup and a half to yeah. two cups. Yeah. One thing that I've been doing that sort sort of was working for a while, and then it's like when the alarm comes off, you're like, I'm not hungry. I just ate. Is setting your your uh, clock for to ring. To every, ring when you need to eat every two hours, and you're like, oh, yeah. it's time to eat," and you're just like, "But I just ate a meal." Yeah, I've definitely, I've, I'm certainly around that point, and I've reached that point before. But obviously, in order to build a lot of mass, a huge thing, like you said, food is everything, right? So, um, you definitely, it definitely gets to the point where you have to force feed yourself to some extent. I mean, it, it, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. You want to be a mass monster, you gotta eat. You have to eat like you're one of those French geese and they force feed you to get that Basically. liver fatty. Well, I think Basically. my friend uh, Latha one time said, if you want to be big, you got to eat big. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, de- definitely. You got to eat big. And like I definitely like to get to this point, um, I was, you know, ex- definitely went through a lot of phases. I tried dirty bulking like earlier on in my career. Obviously, that get you heavy really fast but that doesn't necessarily get you the right kind of heavy you're talking burgers fries pizzas junk yeah. food okay. yeah 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 so it's not like he's um, having sex with the food no. dirty <laughs> so dirty the bulking <laughs> yeah <laughs> absolutely love thai food we eat uh, you know at least a couple times a month uh, is a couple there, times a week is yeah. there any like is there <laughs> do you have like a thai superfood that's like great for putting on mass or something I, you really uh, love to eat i actually do and i actually make it almost 
almost daily um, as part of my meal plan, actually. Okay. So part of uh, my meal plan is, you know, eating lean ground beef. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I make is I make into a dish called LARP. So what it is basically is just you can use LARP. Yeah, LARP. Basically, you can L-A-R-B. Yeah, Yeah. it's a pretty common Thai food, and it's actually very easy to make. So you can use any type of lean ground, like for bodybuilding, you can use any type of lean ground beef, be lean turkey, lean beef, lean pork, depending on whatever you want to part of your diet. And then basically what you do is you cook it in fish sauce and basically some um, ground basically ground sticky rice mm-hmm. it's ground up sticky rice to give it some kind of texture sure fish sauce and then shallots um chopped up shallots chopped up mint and then a little bit of lime and you got it and you can add some chili flakes if you want don't if you forget like the sambal olek <laughs> so that's the um the 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 it's like sriracha but okay. chunky okay right Oh yeah, yes. Yeah, sambal. It's the, well, and that mint's yeah. real good for your digestive system too. Kind of keeps things um, mint. Yeah, yeah, keeps it going. Yeah, because so that's, that's the thing I'll... is like you know you're eating, but you're also oh, yeah. shitting. <laughs> yes. It's like, and if you're not <laughs> shitting, it's hard to get more food. So you got to keep that pipeline going. Yeah, the not pretty part of bodybuilding. You, I mean, yeah. you nailed it. Basically, yeah. you eat a lot, you shit, you shit a lot. Like yeah. that's just part of it. Like you can't just eat five thousand something calories and not also get it out of your system. Mm-hmm. Cause that'd be horrible. Well, and God, talking, I was like, I, I was so hungry and they started talking about poop and I'm like, Oh, <laughs> we'll talk more about food at the end or something. Yeah. But, like but it is like, you know, uh, I think Thai food is fantastic and anything that's easy to digest is great, you know, and certainly, mm-hmm. yeah. um, you know, any, any kind when you're eating so much, it is putting a lot of pressure on your body. And inflammation yeah. is usually like uh, a key sort of, um, you know, when the body's saying no, or you're getting you nauseous, or you're getting a tummy ache, it's usually inflammation that's that's causing that. So like, you know, on, on other shows, we've talked about watermelon and cucumber, but uh, larb, uh, larb beef uh, has, um, they, they recommend serving it with mint and, and mm-hmm. cucumber for that mm-hmm. reason. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So like a cucumber with a, in a little vinaigrette? Yeah. Nice. I love that stuff. Let's go. I want to move into Pawan's apartment. It's like, <laughs> I don't think there's any room. He's yeah. almost 300 pounds. <laughs> well, you're married, though. I am married, yes. Congratulations. I am married to That's my... A, I got to say, I, I looked at photos of your husband on social media. He's smiling in every single photo <laughs> with you. He's, He's like, certainly he hit the man. jackpot. Yeah, we got married uh, in 2020, yeah. actually right before, you know, everything hit the fan. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, um, yeah, we've been married. So now it's been two and a half years. So, yeah, it's it's been great. How'd you guys um, meet each other? Very lucky to have each other. So, um, funny story. <laughs> we actually met on Grindr, oh. of all places. Yeah, so we've been together, I think, approaching eight years now. Oh, that's great. Yeah, so it's been sometime i was in college at the time in connecticut and he was on long island in new york um and he scrolled far enough through grinder that he found me um and that's how that's how we met and and he was like would you like something to eat <laughs> you're like <laughs> marry me um yeah so i mean our first date ever was actually in new york city yeah. and we went to sushi together so you already know, you are, yeah, and you already know. I mean, sushi and bodybuilding. 
Yes. Kind of goes hand in hand. So a good old pokeball at the end of the workout <laughs> is just a, a lifesaver. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I love sushi. So, so in terms of like making that transition to eating more, um, you're just kind of have to, you know, deal with it. I guess is what you're saying. Like this is, this is, this is what separates somebody who wins trophies and somebody who goes into the competition that everyone goes, why is he here? <laughs> you know, or I think there are yeah. like a few factors that yeah. go into it. Like one is definitely like you have to build up to it. Obviously I didn't just start off eating nine cups of rice. Right. Yeah. I definitely, I built up to it. Um, but another thing I think that's, that's huge is that you have to be able to be uncomfortable with, with, especially with bulking. Like a lot of people, when they started bulking, they are, you know, they're like, oh, oh, I'm losing my abs. Like, I can't bulk anymore or stuff like that. Like, if you want to be a mass monster, as we all are on this podcast, <laughs> you have to be able to eat a lot and be uncomfortable and be able to, you know, sometimes lose your abs in order to put on mass before you cut down again later on. And that's the only way you'll be able to put on a lot of muscle. Mm. Mm. I also think, like, too, uh, abs are a, a young man's game. Once you get to a certain age, you're just like, you don't care about abs anymore. <laughs> at well, least for me. I mean, I'm looking at some of these because I, I participate yeah. in a lot of forums. Actually, yeah. that's how I met Pawan yeah. was in uh, Let's Get Huge, I think. Right? Yeah. Or was it Grinder so, that yeah. we met? <laughs> I don't remember. I don't know. I honestly don't remember. <laughs> but, but, you know, uh, and part of it is like uh, just you see a lot of these, uh, se- you know, senior bodybuilders or, or what do they call them? Uh, Mature. Classic. Mm. Or was the term in the bodybuilding competitions for over 50 masters, masters. Mas- yeah. You know, not masters, bodybuilders, masters, bodybuilders. What a distinguished title to bestow upon me, <laughs> but, uh, you know, and, and master more like, <laughs> <laughs> more like masturbator, but, uh, you know, and, and some of these guys, they have, you know, an 18 year old's midsection and you're just like, how is this possible? You know? Cause a lot of people on the internet, they're just gonna be like, well, he's on steroids. And then it's like, well, I'm on steroids too. And they're like, well, he's on human growth hormone. And they're like, I'm on human growth hormone too. And they're like, well, he's on insulin. And it just like, oh, and it becomes go. this like laundry list of excuses that wow, people right. create or walls around them to excuse, you know, and, and I'm part of it is like, well, look, you play basketball, but you're not Michael Jordan. You enjoy playing exactly. the cello, but you're not Yo-Yo Ma. You know what I'm saying? It's like yeah. d- getting to this level is something that is sort of like training for the Olympics. Only you're training for the Olympics all the time, year after year after year. That that's uh, intense, isn't it? Yeah, it is intense. And a lot of a lot of a lot of those master bodybuilders also they have been doing this for decades. Yeah. They know what they're doing first off, and they have accumulated years and years and years of training and dieting so of course like they're gonna look phenomenal that way is because they've done this for so long also and they know that when they go on stage they do have to cut down they do have to be ripped and they know exactly what they need to do to to get there yeah i noticed that like you know in terms of like working with a bodybuilding coach or any kind of coaching in any kind of field or discipline but especially like something about your body you know, we all live with our bodies. We've all made decisions or conclusions about our bodies that we hold to be true. And then when you pay somebody to steer your ship, your body in a new direction, it challenges you to the core. It is questioning 
every assumption that you've ever made about what is true and what is false and, and putting that up for grabs. And it's a very humbling place to be. I think in addition to that, it also asks, it also let you ask yourself what is possible because sometimes you need to be challenged or be to be steered in a new direction to show you what actually you're capable of. Yeah. And I definitely seen a lot of that. I mean, I've seen it in myself working with a coach and also I've seen that with my as a coach working with my clients. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I've definitely seen a lot of that, that people sometimes have perceptions um, that they can only achieve certain things or achieve certain look with their physique when they're actually capable of much more. And I think that that's a huge part of working with a coach and going on a diet or going on a new um, workout routine mm -hmm. that sometimes they don't actually know that they're capable of a lot more if only they put in Maybe they are advised differently or they put in more effort than they previously have before. And in terms of like your, your experience, uh, you've, you've certainly benefited from some pretty good coaches. Uh, Jason, uh, Coley, Jason Coley, yeah. Coley. Uh, I yeah. talked to him and I almost, you know, actually worked with him, but I went with somebody local uh, to train and he was like, had a wonderful personality and of just a very like affirmative, affirming disposition. Can you talk about like what, how Jason worked with you and like what kind of changes did you guys make together? Absolutely. I'm very happy to talk about that because actually it's, it's a very long and actually he mm -hmm. is one of my longest, the, he's the friend I've had for one of the longest all these years. So I actually knew him back when I was actually in Thailand still. We connected on that bodybuilding.com forum, the teen section that I mentioned earlier. That's how we connected um, originally. And when I moved to the United States and started bodybuilding when I was around 19, I reached out to him and being like, hey, like you're, you know, one of my, one of the people that know about bodybuilding the most and you're getting into coaching. Would you like to coach me? Um, so we started the journey pretty much together right when he started coaching. So I was actually one of his first clients ever before he basically blew up and now is a pretty well-known coach so we've worked together after all these years so it's actually been close to a decade that we've been working together and the reason why i stick with him or i work with him so well is because he's seen me through all these years we have experimented a lot of training stuff the diet stuff together he's basically coached me through all of my shows and we've made huge progress together and he knows exactly what to do with my body and basically all sorts of situations like he knows how to push me he knows what needs to be done if I were to like, have to lean down for a show or to diet down or like get ready for a show or even on show day he would just be there call me on the phone and check in on me basically every other hour to make sure that I'm I peaked correctly for the show and all that so it's definitely been a long journey together and I'm very very happy to have him in my corner that's wonderful. You know, I'm looking at photos of Jason's uh, body, and this is a kind of a tech, weird technical question, but he's a hairy beast. <laughs> yes, he is an extremely hairy guy. And and then I look at some of these photos of him, and he's like smooth as a baby's bottom. Is he using like nair? I mean, because he's certainly not shaving that hair off. Oh yeah, he shaves. That's a that's an incredible I know, shaving I know the, job. I know this for a fact. He shaves. Yeah. I mean, because the thing about it is, like, when you're shaving for a competition, you sort of have to strategize 
Yes, I Gwen. actually joke about yeah. joke about this with him a lot because he is super hairy, um, and he actually shaves like every I don't know I don't know if it's every week, but at least every other week. So I, I always tell him like, "Man, I don't know how you keep doing it because like I'm not shaving <laughs> every other week." Well, you know, not shaving gives you more time for misbehaving. <laughs> <laughs> we do sell that as a T-shirt at feastofun.com slash store. Mm-hmm. And we sell it in, uh, you know, bodybuilder sizes. So, you know, catch your today. Yeah, get one. <laughs> but I mean, you know, I mean, sort of because I noticed that some bodybuilders have these beautiful, very feminine shaved legs, you know. Um, well, someone they like that yeah. smooth kind of look. I remember yeah. our friend Tom said he was at the uh, the gym once. And he saw this dude, he was this big muscular guy who was trying to shave his back and he had taped a razor to like a tree branch <laughs> that he looked like he had just pulled from outside the gym or something. And our friend Tom is like, you know, super sweet Midwestern guy. And he's just like, do you want me to shave your back for you? And the guy's like, would you please? <laughs> oh, so he's yeah. just like you... shaving this guy's back at the gym. I'm just like. There's no way. I mean, I've never tried even tried to shave like my own back like it's definitely much much easier to have someone else help you well one time i hooked up with this one guy who was like a muscular military guy and he was like he looked at me and he's like you have an amazing body but it's being hidden by the hair and i was like oh i do God. i am and he's like i'm going to shave your body and he took me to the shower and he, and he shaved, shaved your entire me body from not ex- with the exception of my eyebrows. <laughs> I was like a cat that lost a bet. Did he shave your pubic hair? He shaved me f- uh, everywhere, and it was like was super- it erotic? Well, at the beginning, you know, the first hour. <laughs> it takes time, right? And I was just like, okay, uh, we need to stop. And he's like, no, I'm almost done. And, and, you, you know, you afterwards time. it was very sexy and very erotic and we had a lot of this great sex together. And then the next day I was like, it's so cold in here. And then itchy, right? Yeah, it, and then itchy. Yeah, it, and oh yeah. Yeah. It feels so weird. I, I, I still distinctly remember every time I sh- shave and then I like go to bed the, the night that night I'm like oh my god the bed sheet feels different <laughs> and you know and this is a uh, sensitive listeners will want to skip past this part or you know want to separate it out for the <laughs> masturbation purposes uh one time you know I shaved my ass because I wanted to see what like a nice smooth muscular ass looks like and um and then just like you know, the hair does is, is there to protect you. It wicks away moisture It wicks yes. away and scent. And, you know, like, cause your poops coming out of your ass, you know? And so you're, you're wiping this up, but when you shave all the hair, there ain't nothing to protect you. There is just your ass and your, and your sal- smells. And the I air. haven't shaved down there in probably 25 yeah. years. I'm yeah. just kind of like, it's just not worth it. But it's tough. Like, you know, these bodybuilding competitions, you got to get up at the crack of dawn. Oh, that you have to shave for, right? And you got to shave for them. Oh, and you have absolutely. to shave your ass everything. and your nuts. Mm-hmm. You know? Everything. You have to you shave have to everything. Be hairless. Uh, yeah. So no armpit hair, nothing? Nothing. No, yeah. absolutely not. You can do a beard. Yes, yeah. you can do a beard. A nice Steve Reeves classic. No, look. welcome, Matt. A little hairy triangle above no, your so. ass crack. No, because you want to win. <laughs> yeah. The judges will literally like... Hair, hair minus ten points. You know. Oh, you don't even get to the judges because you have to get ten, and the tanning ladies wouldn't even do you if you if you're not the completely hairless. Lady. 
Mm. Yeah, I mean, like every right right before the show for all the shows, obviously <laughs> you have to get tan, and all the people that do your tan is usually the tanning ladies. Mm-hmm. What what was the name of the tanning lady that you just recently oh, used? Oh, I mean, Myrna. <laughs> I <laughs> I honestly don't remember, but I mean that's that's like you go into the tanning booth, you basically strip butt naked, <laughs> and you just let her, which, whichever lady was there, and like do her thing. <laughs> is she handling your junk? Um. She just sprays around it. Okay. She's like, like, it doesn't yeah. show. There's a, there's a woman who yeah. does that down the street from here. And I talked yeah. to her about it and cause IML was here, you know, and I was like, I'm going to look good, get tan stuff. And she's like a uh, Serbian or something. And she's like, you <laughs> make sure all your hair is shaved and you come here. And you know, I was just like, she was barking orders at me. And I was just like, she was like a dominatrix, you know? Like yes, ma'am. Oh, yeah. You do not fuck with a tanning lady. <laughs> yo, no, you, yo, you do not. Definitely, you do not fuck with them. They know <laughs> what they're doing, and they've handled all these men. All the most jack bodybuilders are handled by all these tanning ladies at every show. And you know, and and, and inevitably, like on on social media, like you see a, a lot of guys who are turned on by bodybuilders. Are like, where can I get a job like that? You know. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't mind you know uh, helping Chris Bumstead with his Bumstead. Mm. Who wouldn't? Who wouldn't? Right? Who wouldn't? Exactly. Stand in line. Where do you want me to spray? <laughs> what do you want me to spray? We want to make sure the lotion is even, Chris. <laughs> That's a line I mean, from uh, from Arnold Schwarzenegger and Grace Jones's movie uh, Conan the Destroyer. Right. So there's a, the, the, the weasel is trying to help Grace Jones heal from the battle, and he's putting a uh, uh, healing ba- va- salve. Salve. Salve healing balm on, on Grace Jones's thighs. And he's like, we don't want the infection to spread. And she goes, I'll spread your head open. <laughs> <laughs> Great right. moment in movies. Yeah I, yeah, I know. Did you hear about Arnold Schwarzenegger? He's like, uh, he's getting canceled. <laughs> of all oh, people, uh, this, the, the lady, uh, what is her name? Uh, Miriam Margoyles from Harry Potter. She played a uh, professor. Oh, that article. Yeah. What was her name? Professor Sprout. She was the herbology professor. Uh, she said that when she was filming the movie End of Days with him in 1999, he was kind of like had his her his butt in her face and in between takes, he would fart in her face. <laughs> and she's like, I've never forgiven him and he's never apologized. And she's acting like so he did funny. it like more than once. Yeah. Something. He's a serial farter. Uh-huh. But she's a real freak though too. Like if you ever watch her like on Graham Norton, if you ever see those clips on YouTube, watch them. She's hysterical. She'll talk about being a young woman and she's just like, I don't know, I was just so horny. I would pick up these sailors and I would just like suck their dicks and stuff. And then she's, now she's a lesbian. So. Yeah, she's only oh, wow. yeah. loving the sweet ladies. Yes, but she has all sorts of wild stories to tell. Now, uh, it was uh, the article was run in Variety, and Variety reached out to Arnold for a comment. He said, uh, he... <laughs> <laughs> he said, he, she who smelt it, dealt it. <laughs> and then Miriam responded, well, he who denied it, supplied it. <laughs> that didn't really happen, but... I don't know. You know who was a serial farter? Who? Mr. Rogers, Fred Rogers. What? Yeah. His oh. wife said that he would come into a room and let one rip and then run away and be like, and she's like, Fred, don't do that. I always knew he was some kind of freak. That was his freak. Yeah. That was his thing. He's like, I love you just the way you are, but not, but you're going to love my farts even more. 
This really did happen. This this is true story. I believe that. I mean, you know, when you're eating <laughs> how many calories? Five thousand calories a day. That, yeah, that's, that's a lot of farts too. Let's let's be real here. Yeah, roided um, out protein farts are that. vicious. You, you know what's good for flatulence though what? is uh, bitters, like the stuff that you buy to put into like uh, old fashions or in Manhattans. You know, if those drinks, that's very good for flatulence. You just do a couple drops in some water and some soda water. Like it's not going to like cure it if it's something serious, but if it's just a mild case, it can often relieve that. Pawan's like, I'll take That's the fifth amendment. <laughs> Let me no, write but, that one Pawan, uh, what do you, how do you manage, like, if you ever have, a, like, a really bad fart, you know? Because sometimes, like, at the gym, walk away from people. I will, I will I mean, walk, what, what walk towards someone I don't like who is not re-racking their weights, and I'll just let one rip, and then be like, ugh, ugh. Crop dust them. I can't believe you would do something so terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they are they are the worst when they don't re-rack the weights. Oh, it's terrible. You know, well, that's a franchise gym versus a boutique gym, mm. you know. Where do you work out in New York? So I work out at Complete Body. Yeah. Um, so it Complete Body itself is a shame, but um, the one I go to, they basically bought an older kind of bodybuilding-focused gym yeah. that's been around forever, um, and they kept it the way it is. So it's basically the only really hardcore bodybuilding gym left in new york city um and it's now gay owned so that it's it's actually great we gotta go work out together when we're up there in new york oh yeah i mean if you visit new york let's go let's definitely get a workout in together we'll get a workout in we'll go get some uh larb sushi larb i can cook you some larb we can get some sushi i'll get some larb and then i'll I'll get a lard and (laughs) and oil you up (laughs) afterwards (laughs) So, uh, you know, wait, 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 oh. I want to hear his reaction. <laughs> no, Dad, I mean, I'm, I'm down for that. All right. Uh, what is the best way to like oil up your body for muscle worship versus performing on stage? Like, you know, in the old days, it was like sun, suntan lotion, you know, and, and a bronzing agent. And they use a Pam cooking spray, which to it's, me is no, kind of crazy. That's not, that's not even the old days. I was sprayed Pam in my before I went on stage in 2019. Really? 2018. Yeah, and they literally had a bottle of Pam before people go on stage, and they were spraying that on people. And I was sprayed Pam before I went on stage. Why Non-stick. Why Pam? Like, non-stick? Well, you want to be shiny, right? Because after you get tan, like, yeah. the tan itself is matte, but you want to shine. You want to shine on stage with the lighting and everything. So, so when the best way the easiest way to do it and pam is already in a bottle and you know basically it sprays right so it gets everywhere pretty easily and so it's probably one of the cheapest way to do it honestly Mm. oh that's really so so people are still using pam cooking spray to this day yeah why are they uh, sponsoring bodybuilding competitions? <laughs> you know, be like, I mean, they probably should. Or make a specific, because there's like 10 different Pams. There's one with olive oil, one butter flavored, mm. one like. But they don't know. want you to use Pam in air fryers or in like nonstick skillets because it destroys the coating on those. Yeah, those apparently, they, apparently they don't want you to use that, right? I mean, yeah. I still do, though. Well, it's going to destroy the coating on your on your nonstick pan. Oh, my pan, right? Yeah, and on if you use an air fryer for anything. I I recommend for people who are wanting to you know shine up or oil up with uh, in a sexual situation for muscle worship, 
or muscle appreciation or, you know, if worship is too strong of a word, you know, cause it, it sometimes connotes like, yes, my God, ah, uh, you know, muscle flex. <laughs> I gotta tell you though, Pawan, if I saw you, I'd probably get on my knees. Mark and I would be like, <laughs> we are not worthy. <laughs> But you know, like uh, I think, like uh, coconut, extra virgin coconut oil. I or was going to say coconut oil. Yeah, yeah, before you said, I was going to say coconut oil. I've definitely had people use coconut oil on me, and I, yeah, I mean, it smells good, and yeah, I mean, it works. So I, I would say that's my go-to. Is that like a, you have a like a jar handy, or or like, or do you just grab whatever is available, or? I usually, if I'm if I'm in my place, I just grab whatever whatever is available. Yeah. Sometimes I have lotion, what kind of you know, whatever works for me. But um, I, when previously I've gone to places where guys use coconut oil, and that was actually pretty nice. So, and you know, I think Neutrogena makes a, like a massage oil too. That's Neutrogena. pretty good. Yeah, Neutrogena. Sorry, is it Neutrogena or Neutrogena? Anyway, Neutrogena. Neutrogena. Yeah. According to the commercials. Let's call the whole thing off. <laughs> <laughs> you say Neutrogena, I say. Uh, so the, the, the product is body oil. Uh, it's like has a, a little bit of sesame oil, and it's a really great oh. thing to use to, you know, massage your body. Because, you know, this is just like you an extension some, of massage. You want some slides, you want yeah. some massage, but yeah. you also don't want it to, like, stick on you when you're ready to wash it off. And that's when you, you break out the Dawn detergent, dishwashing <laughs> detergent, and wash it off. Pawan, what do you think about like when you hook up with a guy, you go to this house, you know it's gonna be a grease sex pig venture. <laughs> and to me, I'm like, you know what? The sex is more important than the bed sheets. Fuck the bed sheets. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, like the session. Yeah. Yeah. No, the bed sheet can the bed sheet can be changed. If I'm already here, let's have a good time. Yeah. I have, right. you know, you just have an extra bed sheet and you throw it down on top of it or something like that, or a blanket or what are they? Yeah. Somebody just throw down the later. towel. They call it the magic carpet ride. <laughs> <laughs> I just, you know, like, uh, like, uh, I don't, I'm not a fan of, cause part of it is like when they lay down the towel, they're like, Oh, I don't want to get the bed dirty. And I'm, I'm like, still going to shoot all over this bed. I'm just oh, yeah. on your face, <laughs> on your pillows. <laughs> and you're going to like, you like it. That's why you want it. And then like, you know, we're all big guys. I mean, mm. like we're, we're going to get, we're going to get around like the bed anyway. So just, you know, worry about it later. Have you ever come across, cause this might help my husband deal with some of <laughs> his, his, uh, conflicts. Have you ever come across a really <laughs> beautiful muscular guy and you're just like, let's get together and we'll do some muscle worship. And the guy's just like, no, I, I, you're like two minutes, like after two minutes, he's done and just wants to like go right at it. How what do you handle go right at it? Well, I'll just have like anal sex or just get off and just be done. He doesn't, they don't want a lot of muscle flexing. They don't want to show off. Oh, they I can tell you a story today. Yeah. yeah but. So, cause I, I was talking about this play with Pawan before we started taping the okay. show. Cause I hooked up with this guy recently and he had a phenomenal, I mean, he was contest ready. Mm -hmm. You know, he had, he had that facial wasting on his face that like, when you're like starving to death, you know, he, yeah, your cheeks sucked in and all that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he was ripped and stuff. I, I, I sent you a photo of him and stuff. You know? Yeah. Like he, he looked and, and I was just like, damn, you know, it's like, he's I'm going to get to his house. And, and he was already like, you know, I only want to do anal. Like he was like very, right. and I get him there and he just like, you know, I'm a strong, big person and he grabs me and he's like, you're going to fuck me. 
<laughs> but he doesn't use like a demon voice. He he gets into um stripper lady. He's like, yeah, daddy, fuck me so hard. And I'm just like, the voice and the body don't match. But that's, I, I'm still like, I'm gender non-binary. Let's fluid. Let's do it. I love you. You know, stuff like that. And he's just like super impatient. And like, he was like 30 seconds into having sex. He's like, your dick's not getting hard enough, fast enough. You know, I'm just like. Dude, give me a chance. Warm me oh up. Oh my God. You know? And then he's like three minutes into having sex with him. He's like, get out. Well, you're a terrible oh, way. Geez. What can I say? <laughs> he kicks you out. Oh my God. He kicked me out. But he had synthol in his biceps. In his arms. Right. And I saw it because I could see the injection points, you know? And I was just like, and usually like when I see synthol, I go like, it's kind of like people with giant lips. Like I think of Jocelyn Wildenstein, mm-hmm. you know, the, the oh cat my lady. God. Like the cat lady, yeah. Yeah, like I'm not, I'm like, this is not, you know, I'm, I support you in doing that, but I don't think it's sexy for me. But when I right. saw him and actually, he actually managed to work the synthol so it wasn't like freaky, you know? Right. But his biceps were like twice the size of his triceps. Mm. Mm, that's how you know what what do you uh, what kind of feedback do you have for me <laughs> I mean, how do you respond to guys who are like they have all this muscle and they don't want it worshipped touched or played with i like make it pretty clear like before i even get there that like i'm usually not into anal sex like straight up like i'm not into that like if you're looking for that i'm not going to be a match for you like i i specifically make that very clear before i ever meet up with someone so i'm usually not caught in that type of situation i have been caught in situation where someone only wants me to basically pound them or like basically have anal sex and i usually actually i have stopped people before i was like hey like i don't think this is a match i don't think i don't think we're looking for the right thing so I think I think we should stop here. I, I have said that before and I have like basically kicked, you know, that person out before because I made it clear and if you still are asking for that and then that means that our communication is not on the same page and that's mm. not gonna work out. Right? Mm. Because right. I'm into like I'm into the muscle worship, I'm into like other things like kissing, oral, all that kind of stuff. I'm into cuddling, I'm into you know, touching each other's bodies. Frottage. But I'm not into yeah, I'm not into I'm, but I'm not into anal sex. But if you're gonna beg me five minutes into like you know, getting together that you want me to pound you like, no. Do you feel like, you know, generally speaking, uh, gay guys tend to like zero in on one thing. They're, they're sort of like senior citizens at a buffet, you know, (laughs) I think it depends on, depends on the person, right? There are definitely guys that are like, definitely like just straight up. Like, Oh, if you don't do anal, I don't even want to like, you know, be friends with you or I don't want to, don't even be friends with you. you. Or like, don't want to like, don't want to talk to you or don't want to, you know, I have had those situations actually happen before where like, I just am not into sex and they're like, are not interested in like associating with me, I guess at all. Or like see me as weird or see me as weird, I guess would, would put it that way. And I'm like, that's fine. Like, I'm just not into it. I'm into other things, which is, you know, it's, it's a compatibility thing and that's fine to me anyways. I don't know. When someone says to me, like, you're weird. I, I go just like Rosie O'Donnell and go, so are you. <laughs> you like, so are we all. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, who are you to decide that for me? Yeah. I mean, you're weird. I mean, you think I'm weird. I think you're weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a freak. Not a weirdo. 
<laughs> but in terms of like, uh, you know, because uh, I, I guess you're, you're, uh, you know, getting together with guys and doing muscle worship. Like, it, what's your strategy for like finding men? Because this is a common question we get asked is like, where do I find somebody? And I'm like, find a muscular guy and ask them, you know, like you said, communication. But for you, it's yeah. like, is it better to go to the gym? Is it better to do like, you know, dating apps or is there like, you know, forums or what's what's your strategy? So I I think the way that I've met most of the guys are through the are through the app. So definitely like yeah. Scruff Grinder or, or whatnot. Um, for me and, you know, because of my size, I definitely attract certain types of guys. Like definitely, you know, quite often guys would ask to muscle worship me. Um, so and, you know, I I do enjoy it, but only if I connect with the guys first. So like say if you hit me up and we connect and we get a chance to talk and for a little bit and like, oh, like we live in the same city, you know, we're into the same thing, then yeah, and then it goes from there. And I would say this to people who are into, you know, muscle worship or into like bigger guys, like don't hesitate to contact them. Yes, sometimes they're gonna you know, not not every single guy is gonna say, Oh, like let's get together. But mm -hmm. like don't assume that we all just are only into other muscular guys. Like that's not always the case for me. Like I go for all type of guys, as long as we can connect conversationally, you know, can connect in other ways, as long as, you know, you're respectful when you reach, when you reach out to me, then there's obviously a chance that you can get together with someone that, you know, you're into and can do muscle worship with. Yeah. It's like, there've been times when like I hooked up with somebody who was much smaller than me and it was kind of an ego boost because he's like, you're so big and strong. <laughs> and you're like, I'm right. Right. <laughs> you know, I, I, I make some of those little guys flex, too. I'm just yeah. like flex. And they're yeah. just like, I don't have muscles like you. I'm like, I don't care. It's like it's, it's not always necessarily about the size. It's about the that tension. experience and yes. that tension and that exactly. release. And I want you to experience yeah. that, you know. And like the first time I ever hooked up with a bodybuilder, you know, it I was just like, I couldn't believe that I was there. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I, I'm right. curious about your first experience. Like when you were a lot lighter and younger and you hooked up with a bodybuilder for the first time, do you remember that at all? Um, I, so the thing is I started bodybuilding before I came out. Yeah. By the time I came out, I was already becoming a bodybuilder. So I was not exactly, say, small, small. Um, mm -hmm. I wasn't the size that I was in this in the picture you saw. Like I think by the time I like started hooking up with guys, I was really, like getting ready for my first competition. Mm -hmm. um, so I was on the bigger size, but I definitely remember the first time I ever hooked up with like a guy that's like a bodybuilder size. Yeah, I was definitely super fascinated. But by that point, I, I have to admit that by that point, it was more like a mutual thing at that mm -hmm. point because we were both you know, considered big guys by that point. I wasn't, I'm not the size that I am now I, at the time, but I was still like relatively big, but I was definitely super fascinated. And I was like, Oh my God, like I've never touched something like this before. Yeah. Yeah. Cause for me, it was like, you know, that first connection with that guy, he opened up so many doors for me, you know? And he was like somebody who was really beautiful, big, muscular, very sex positive, um, and just, you know, jacked up and knew a lot about, about, about bodybuilding and gave me all these resources, uh, to grow, to explore. And, 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 you know, at a time when like the internet was new. Right. And, right. and, um, you know, and I would run into people that knew him and they were always so jealous of him. 
Yeah. They would be like, well, he's, he's a slut, you know, blah, blah, blah. I, you know, it was just like, they were like, I was in an orgy with him. And he and it was like putting him on blast. And there's absolutely no reason for that, right? Like, yeah. what, like there's no reason if someone is sex positive or enjoying themselves, like, why would you? I think people are just basically just extremely jealous of him for living his best life, right? Well, you know, and, and that's part of the, the mystery here is that bodybuilding is a very personal thing, you know, and, and it's like, as you say, with, with your trainer, you're experimenting to see what works best for your body. Oh, it's, it's a hugely yeah. personal yeah. thing. Like the reason why I, you know, like I work with clients or like I myself work with, or work with Jason, like a lot of it, like, it's not always, it's not a one size fit all for all of this. Like a mm-hmm. lot of it has to be tailored to the person we all have different genetic makeup we all have we all come from different backgrounds we all have different like level of metabolism and all that so yeah it's very much a personal thing that you have to kind of try and true that make it work and tailor it for the your your you know your your own body let's go into some uh common questions from our listeners uh one of them is like i want wide lats today's episode is brought to you by lats the wings beneath your shoulders and your waist. Get that V taper. I think the biggest thing, I've definitely you know, struggled in the past with building backs. And I think the biggest thing or the biggest misconception about back is you want to lift a lot of weight, but at the same time, you want it to be controlled. Lats is the hard, one of the hardest muscle groups for you to connect with. And in order to grow your lats, you have to be able to connect to it. You can't see it in the mirror the way that you can see your chest, your arms, your shoulders, your abs, your legs. So you have to have that mental connection. When you lift, you are feeling your lats in every exercise, no matter what that may be. Be barbell row, be lat pull down, be T-bar rows, all that. You have to be able to feel your lat when you lift you every single rep and that's going to be the biggest thing for you to in order to grow a big back yeah because i noticed like uh and my trainers having me do a lot of rowing a lat focused rowing exercises which is something new and um it's definitely like the next day i feel soreness in the lats that i in your lats yeah yeah that's, that's perfect that's that's exactly how how it should be well and 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 you know like we all have trained you know, in with coaches and college and in high school to do dumbbell rows in a certain manner, which usually the, the more traditional with, you know, just pulling it up like you're pulling a, a bag of groceries off the floor uh, really targets the rear delts your and your shoulders. Right. You want to pull it in kind of a more circular, more or less circular arc towards your belly button. Mm. Yeah. Like I, I describe it as a pendulum. Yes, basically, yes, towards your belly button, like a pendulum, yeah. Like if your hand was, um, if you were, I don't know if you have sand at the beach or snow, imagine if your fist was digging a trough in front of you, that would be what you want to do. And and, and there's a lot of YouTube videos and Instagram videos. Uh, If people want to message me or Pawan uh, about uh, recommending uh, dumbbell, lat focused dumbbell rows uh please do so we'll share those with you and of course uh, uh but in terms of so it's really about like targeting and feeling those lats do you feel like in some ways like flexing can help you know get that connection to happen absolutely and i think that's a big thing like i definitely have had a lot of opportunities to learn to pose properly 
So, and that's a huge thing because a lot of people say, you know, you, we see all the bodybuilders doing a, a real lat spread. And a lot of people who have never competed before don't actually know how to do it. And the real lat spread pose is actually a very, very good way to think about connecting to your lats and actually be able to flare your lats out. Mm-hmm. I mean, be able to connect with that pose alone gives you a pretty good connection with your lat that when you go work out and do these exercises, you know what to feel, you know what to look for, you know what muscles actually, that should be involved in the lift. And that's going to help you tremendously to actually help grow your lats when you work out. Um, what's, a, what's an overrated or underrated uh, supplement that people take or misunderstood? Part of it, I think one of the most overrated thing people use, in my opinion, is BCAAs. Um, because the reason why is because, you know, BCAAs is not complete. You would rather use, you would rather get uh, essential amino acids or EAAs. It's actually a complete list of protein that includes BCAAs. And it's been shown that EAAs is actually better or more complete than BCAAs if you were to use amino acid supplements. That's my one thing. So BC, um, hold on a second. So so yeah. EAA versus BCAA. So BCAA stands for branched chain, branched chain amino, amino acids. acids. And what does yeah. EAA stand for? Essential amino acids. So the BCAA is inside it's EAA. Of, yeah. And isn't all yeah. that stuff in whey protein anyways? Um, depending on the brand, yeah, a lot of it is. But the, the idea of uh, taking these things while you're working out is they're pre-digested. So you add something like, you know, dextrose or uh, glucose or, or a carbolin. People, see, people yeah. see the most benefit also mm-hmm. with using EAAs when you train fasted. Okay. Um, like say uh, some people train in the morning and when you, if you have a longer workout, these can help benefit in terms of muscle preservation mm-hmm. and, and, and all that while you're working out in the morning. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's when you see the most benefits of using EAAs in your uh, in your. So be, don't skip the BCAAs unless you got a uh, a gift box from a uh, from a supplement yeah. company. Which yeah, hey, listen, I I, I want to say just to the supplement companies that send me that stuff, thank you. And if you want to send anything, you can send it fifty three fifteen North Clark Street, number two four two, Chicago, Illinois six zero six four zero. And and Pawan, uh, you want if you want uh, supplement companies to send you free stuff, they can just hit you up on a. Uh, Instagram, right? On my Instagram, absolutely, yep. And that that is uh you have it a P Laboris Sooth? Yes. It's P and then my last name. Yes, P L A P B O R I S U T H. And I'll put the link to that so people can just scroll down and you know, cuz you really are a phenomenal bodybuilder and a trainer and and you really have a wonderful personality and I love talking to you. I could talk to you all night, but, uh, one, I wanted to ask yeah. you, like I saw on your Instagram that you had like a health scare earlier this year. You got like the, the, the rotovirus or something. I, did. Yes. I mean, uh, uh, what kind of setback was like that in your training? So my, the, basically I had a long, basically a long running health issue that just got resolved recently. So when, since I was about, I think 20 or 21, um, I was diagnosed with atrial fibrillation so what atrial fibrillation is in short is basically when your heart is not synced together. Basically, your atrium and ventricle basically are not beating in sync with each other. And when, and that basically is a form of arrhythmia, basically. Um, and that has happened to me multiple times over the course of the past seven to eight years. Um, and when I go into the uh, when I go into atrial fibrillation, I basically am 
almost paralyzed. Like I can't really do anything. I can't walk a block and all that. So I have to be hospitalized. They have to basically put me under and then convert me back to normal rhythm um, or sinus rhythm is normal rhythm. So recently this year, I went actually just only in May, I went, um, um, went for, went in for surgery. So the surgery is called, um, basically cardiac ablation mm-hmm. and that basically helps fix this issue. Okay. Um, and then going forward, I wouldn't have to deal with it again. So basically they, uh, put me under and went into my groin and basically traced the catheter up to my heart and basically kind of fried it and basically kind of changed the connection in my heart so that to prevent it from going into the atrial fibrillation rhythm again. Oh, okay. I think yeah, my brother so had something like that done like 20 years ago or something. Yeah. It's actually an extremely common procedure. Yeah. A lot of people have atrial fibrillation. Mm-hmm. Probably, like It's a very common thing. Because he thought um, he might have been having a heart attack or something like that. And yeah, like, no, it is, it's not a, it heart is attack. a pretty scary thing, but, but you know, like it's pretty common. Mm-hmm. And then you can, luckily with the current medical procedure, you can get it fixed. And, and, you and can so go you, on you and woke up from life. anesthesia and you hopped up and you went right back to training? I definitely took some time. Yeah. Um, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't like uh, the day after, but I was able to get back to training within like a couple weeks. So it wasn't too bad. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. My doctor's always shaking his head at me. He's like, I don't know if I was tough. <laughs> yeah. I yeah, had, I had a, like a nasty skin cancer and all kinds of other medical scares and stuff like that. And I was like, and I'm like, you know, part of it is like, there's always setbacks. That's part of, what bodybuilding includes, right? That's a huge thing. I mean, we see even the best pro bodybuilders get injured. We push our body to the limits all the time. We train with the heaviest weights we can. We try to progress. So it is a you know, it is a physical toll on our body. So it happens that we, you know, get injuries. It's really common. But you know, we bounce back. We love the sports. Obviously we want to keep growing, so we keep going. Well, do you feel like, you know, you started bodybuilding because you were like turned on by muscular men? And then you just like at a certain point, you're just like got obsessed with just building the muscle and you're like, didn't have time to hook up with other muscular guys. And you're just like, what am I doing? <laughs> I think like from the beginning, I, I know I want both. I know I want to yeah. become a bodybuilder, but I don't know. I also know that I'm attracted to it. I definitely was in denial for, you know, for quite some time when I was younger, before I came out, I was like, oh, I just want to look like that. I don't want to actually like, you know, hook up with that. But obviously, like, you know, I finally accepted that I actually want both. I want to be a bodybuilder. And I also want to, you know, I also enjoy or like, like basically, you know, physically attracted to one. Because Mark and I have noticed this in guys that, you know, identify or present as heterosexual is that when you have a lot of muscle, it starts like awakening the gay inside them to some degree. Well, at some point in time, they become women because you are so masculine. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't think that's the case. No, but like, like we, you know, there was a trainer at our gym that we've always were like gaga over, mm-hmm. you know, he's just this beautiful, muscular, tall redhead. And we, re- and, you know, he, we hadn't seen him in like, you know, five or six years. I saw him a couple months ago. But we ran into him at the grocery store and, and he looked me up and down like, you know, somebody who's like sexualizing you in some degree. And I'm like, I, I know that he's not like, oh, Fausto looks so hot. Mm, I want to get together with him. You know, it was more like comparing his body to mine, you know? And yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. I think, I think, I mean, like I've definitely chatted 
quite a bit about this topic to to Jason, actually, my coach. Um, he's, you know, extremely straight guy, like married to a woman. He doesn't understand why so many straight bodybuilders can be homophobic when we're all actually looking at basically almost naked men on stage all the time and appreciating the beauty of it, appreciating like basically the big muscles, right? We're looking at all the details in the body and we're all, you know, fascinated by it. So I don't, he doesn't understand why so many straight bodies pretend like they're so homophobic when out there we're all looking at practically naked men on stage all the time. Well, Arnold we're said that too, it. right? <laughs> Arnold said like homophobia will, is going to kill this industry or something. Well, or it's, ruining, it. it's ruining it because it basically, you know, the, the, <laughs> Not to insult a mass monster like Pawan, but I would say like Pawan, even your body has a more aesthetic uh, quality to that than, say, some of these other guys who are just like looking like, you know, you cranked up the uh, Hulk machine too far. <laughs> Vita rays. Right. The Vita rays the just rays. went too far. You know, it, it, you right. don't have Captain America. You have the skull. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and and and. Part of that is, I think, you know, Arnold's comment was, you know, we need to understand and celebrate the beauty in other men to make the world a better place and make bodybuilding better. And so whenever yeah, I, I like run into a bodybuilder on social media, regardless of their sexual identity, I say, I say to them, you are beautiful. And, and that really separates the, the good guys from the bad guys. You know, it's like the bad guys just block me. Mm -hmm. yeah and, and they like yeah. are scared of that for some reason whereas like other guys who understand it's just like yeah i am beautiful <laughs> you are beautiful and everybody agrees with me Ten thousand likes on instagram <laughs> can't be wrong <laughs> christina aguilera's new song <laughs> pawan uh it's so good talking to you and you know it's like you're amazing Truly, like yeah. you're accomplishing some really astounding things, and you're just a beautiful man inside and out. And it's a real pleasure to to know you better. You know, you look Thank great. You so much, and I, I, I'm so honored to be yeah. on on the podcast. Glad to have you on. You know, it's just I, I I love the way your look. I love your attitude. I love what you're doing with your body. I just think it's fantastic. You're super charming and sweet, and just. You know, I'm glad that you have a, a good man in your life and you're getting that nine cups of rice every day and, and the nine cups of muscle and all that muscle. Yeah. And uh, the future looks bright. Thank you so much, guys. I really appreciate it. Of course. Anytime. Take care, Pawan. And, and oh, when what? we come to what? New York, we are going to work out with you. Yes. And, and uh, do a post workout flex. Looking with, forward to it, with guys. Extra virgin coconut oil. But after <laughs> we're done with it, it will not be extra virgin. <laughs> It'll be dirty. <laughs> dirty, dirty. Dirty. Pawan, thank you so much for talking to us. Oh, of course, guys. Thank you so much for having me. Take care, love. Bye-bye. Uh -huh. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. Pawan Lapsborisuth lives in New York City and is available as an online personal trainer or bodybuilding coach. Follow him on Instagram at P-L-A-P Plop Borisuth or follow the link below on the show notes. Mm. He's big, baby. I mean, he's getting close to 300 pounds. I'm like, Pawan, I'm coming for your crown. Well, right now he's got like 50 pounds on me. Wow. But he's, he's got all about muscle. a you know, I'm more, little more chunky. In September, I was 220 yeah. and I've been training and now I'm down to 194. Oh, Dios mio. I guess he's breaking you down to build you up. I guess so. Mm. I'm just like, 
Uh, can we get back to 200, please? <laughs> hey, listen, folks, uh, Let's Grow Big Together and Feast of Fun is made possible because of legendary, epic people like you. Uh, go to feastoffun.com slash plus and access thousands of legendary podcasts, mm-hmm. uh, interviews with some of the world's greatest bodybuilders and uh, entertainers, LGBTQ artists, extraordinary people. We've been doing this Feast of Fun for 17 years. We've been doing Let's Grow Big together for now for seven months. Wow. I know. We'll have a one-year anniversary soon. Coming up in February. We'll eat seven cups of rice (laughs) and some beef larb. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's, uh, you know, uh, also, uh, you know, Let's Grow Big Together requires, like, your financial support, your, uh, your, your responses, your... Your feedback. Your reviews. Your reviews. We have a good review on uh, Apple Podcasts. We do. Uh, uh, Christian says, phenomenal companion podcast to Feast of Fun. Loving where this is going so far, as I myself am not connected to the bodybuilding or fitness world myself, and I'm already learning a ton about all the dedication and discipline required, but with much humor sprinkled in. Another hit from Fausto and Mark. That's sweet. Isn't that wonderful? And I like that they see us as a team, because we really are. We are. Yeah. Yeah. Since 1999. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of listeners, uh, you know, they, they like the way I look. And, and you are, what does they say on, on Dynasty? Joan Collins said, you are beautiful. And she would say, you are correct. You are correct. But uh, so, They don't like that when, you, when people I know. like online and they hit you up and like, you're really sexy. And you're like, you are correct. And I'm, I don't like arrogance. I'm just like, you don't watch 90s or Dynasty from the 80s, do you? Yeah, sorry they don't. I'm sorry, I was born in this century. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, I'm not a vampire or time traveler, you know. But uh, no, uh, you know, part of it is like, look, uh, I sell sweaty shirts, tank tops, underwear. I'll even sell a jockstrap, socks, uh, to fund this podcast because it actually takes money to do the show. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you want to reach out to me, you can do so at Fausto Fernos. That's on Instagram. Or on social media, or Feast of Fun, um, or to Mark Felian, and uh, we'll send you some stinky, I'll send you some dirty underwear. I got dirty, some, dirty I some old jocks. I'm ready to get rid of. Seventy five dollars covers shipping and handling, and we'll make sure they they arrive nice and ripe, mm-hmm. but not too ripe. Like just like you know the the porridge Goldilocks chose. Mm. You know what Once I'm saying? She stole you mean the stole? Yeah. She appropriated. <laughs> she appropriated from the bears. She went to the bear's house and she's like, this, this will do nicely. This Thank one's you. too hot. This one's too cold. This one's just right. And, you know, and listen, if you want uh, some guidance, because part of it is like, look, I've talked to lots of bodybuilders. Mm-hmm. I'm doing it myself. Mm-hmm. I'm training for yeah. a contest. Yeah. If you're wanting to grow muscle and you just don't know where to start, you have some questions, you want to talk about, you know, finding the right coach. Should I be sexually attracted to my coach? Am I doing the right things? Uh, who to talk to? Uh, you want to start anabolic steroids. You're wanting to talk to your doctor about this. You want to talk to uh, your family about this. You want to look at the diets and the meals and the workouts that you're doing. You want some guidance for $99. I'll meet with you and, and talk to you on the phone 
and answer all your questions. It's like a little it's, mini workshop. And set you in the right direction. Yeah. In the right path and give you a lot of the resources that you'll need. But, you know, as you know, and if you listen to this podcast, it's a constant, you know, you're always learning. You're always learning new things. But you to get off on that right spot to for that launching pad, especially if you're new, uh, you know, Fausto is a great resource. I've seen him talk to so many people throughout the years and just help them guide them and it's just like to see the transformation that some of these people have made is really phenomenal i get jealous because i'm like hey wait a minute that was my advice you know and they're like why why don't you follow it bitch (laughs) and i'm like i do no i mean you know because some people like just they're like they take to it like a duck to water truly you know and And, you don't know until you try doing these things yourself and you also have to think about you know we talk about like walls sometimes or people always put roadblocks in front of themselves about what they want to do like i want to get big and get muscles but i don't want to join a gym i want this but i don't want this and i don't want this and so you really just have to get into that right frame of mind of like what is it really going to take and what walls can i instead of erecting walls what walls can i push down Mr. Gorbachev, break down <laughs> these walls. Now you just ruined my boner. Uh. <laughs> well, listen, you know, part of it is like, mm-hmm. and this is an example, a wall that I had mm-hmm. up for a long time was I just couldn't eat eggs. I was just like, eggs, ugh, you know? Mm-hmm. And every bodybuilder, every muscle guy, like I had this really sweet old guy who was jacked. He was like in his 70s. Uh, at the gym, he approached me. He's like, young man, if you want to get muscles, you got to get some eggs. He sounded like like little E. (laughs) I always think about that guy like when I see like teenagers at the gym because I'm always just like these skinny guys. I'm like, just get your mom to cook you half a dozen eggs every morning. I've I've trained myself now to do four eggs and three egg whites. And, you know, inevitably when I make it, Mark goes, what happened to all the eggs? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you couldn't have left me some? I know. Sorry, I've got to get I big. Hide eggs from I have to get know. big. I have to eat all the eggs. <laughs> you know, uh, Gaston said, every morning I eat 12 dozen eggs and I'm roughly the size of a barge. Mm-hmm. No one sucks like Gaston. No one fucks like Gaston. <laughs> no, but so, you know, you got to eat yeah, eggs. Yeah. Uh, the reason eggs are amazing is because they have dietary cholesterol with other micronutrients like folate signaling your body to grow mm-hmm. muscles. More is better. Uh, means vegan diets will always be not the same for hypertrophy, for growing muscles, mm-hmm. compared to a diet that allows eggs in it and the egg yolks are good for your skin too i believe there, there's yeah. a very healthy component and i've eaten eggs pretty much every day of my life um for breakfast growing up as a kid and teenager high school college i always had two eggs fried with toast and that was my breakfast and i've you know i gotta say my my skin's held up pretty well you're looking gorgeous why thank you you are you, correct you know what i liked about Pawan too is he made the point too because a lot of body, a lot of people think like oh that guy has muscles he'd have no interest in me but like Pawan said you have you know just because he's muscular and he is interested in mon- men who are muscular he's also interested in men who aren't necessarily muscular you know it could be a face it could be an ass it could be just a personality there's something about them uh that you like so you know if you're a muscle chaser you know listen to what he said just reach out you might get rejected you might not yeah i mean you know it's like i think rejection is so painful that sometimes people don't ask their lovers their sex partners or somebody they're interested in connecting Mm -hmm. with uh, because that person may say no 
But, you know, what if they say yes? You know, I mean, Pawan looks like he looks to me like, you know, the human version of a bouncy house. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, he looks like just a fun person to be around. And he's big, but he's like a, a sweet, gentle giant. And, and mm-hmm. you know, it's, and he truly understands the the depths, the complexities of building muscle and what it means for him as a person and the relationship yeah. to the rest of the world. Seems very super thoughtful. Yeah. I love that. But, you know, like a, like a bouncy house, you, ha- you have to come correctly. Yeah. You got to take your shoes off because you don't want to, you know, poke a hole and no. deflate it. No. You know? Don't vomit. And don't vomit in the bouncy house. No. Because no, <laughs> it'll fly everywhere. It flies. I want to thank everybody for listening, all right? Bye, everyone.